Welcome to Farm Chica's next podcast focusing on how to live a more sustainable lifestyle. Welcome to Farm Chica, the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading. Join me, Rene Delgado Riley, a native-born New Mexican, as I share how I respect Mother Nature through easy-to-apply tips that anyone can do. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional, simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So join me as I share 20 to 30 minute tips that anyone can do. Almost all of us today in 2022 have heard of the word sustainability, but what exactly does that mean? I'm going to walk you through some ideas I have to help you live a more sustainable lifestyle every day, which I've done with this podcast for almost two years now. But I'm going to walk you through things outside of the political context, outside of the conversations we see on social media and in the general media today. I'm just going to talk about some easy tips to apply in your everyday life to help you have a more sustainable lifestyle and what that means in practice. Archbishop Desmond Tutu said, do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world. People in the last 20 years are starting to come around with the idea that we need to become more sustainable to protect the earth for future generations. I'm not talking about climate change. I'm not talking about anything we see in the media. I'm just talking about in your everyday life for the normal person, how can you infuse ways to be more sustainable. I'm going to be focusing on more of the practical applications in your home. A lot of us can't afford to go solar or buy energy efficient cars or do even like an electric car. I personally cannot afford that. And until we get to that point, then we'll be talking about maybe that what that's what it means to have a more sustainable lifestyle. But I'm going to talk a little bit today, just what you can do in your home, what you can do in the everyday. Obviously, you can listen to previous podcasts on different ideas. I come from a very farmer agricultural background. And so my lens on the world to be more sustainable is to grow your own food, to raise your own meat and create everything DIY and can and preserve. But really today's podcast is to just give you some more inspiration and recognize that everything you do in your day-to-day life has an impact on the planet from the food to you eat to just everything that you do. I'm not advocating that you stop eating meat and eat more vegetables or start riding a bike every day or go out and buy that Tesla, but I'm going to be talking about small changes that can help you lessen your environmental impact. And in sum, really, my perspective today is at this moment in time, we are producing resources, using energy, and creating waste at a rate that isn't sustainable in the global environment. We are overpopulated in the world, and we need to be thinking more about the future state to talk about the what leads to environmental issues as well as just look at the impact it has on our own communities. So really just by making small changes in your everyday lifestyle, you can reduce your carbon footprint and tackle these issues one small step at a time. So obviously when people think about sustainability, energy seems to be the predominant thing that you see in the world. And of course, saving energy will reduce carbon emissions, but most of us can't afford to install solar panels and solar systems into our household. A lot of us are renting and we can't afford to do that. We don't have the ability to do that. And so what can we do every day? Well, there's a lot of things you can do at home to reduce your carbon footprint, Um, thinking about how you cook, how you clean, and different things you can do to save around the house. A lot of us 
Um, use paper towels, throw them away. I'm guilty of those. I love paper towels at Costco. But how can we think outside the box on having more reused paper towels where we can actually wash? Um, even within my own beauty regime, I used to use the the wipes, the makeup remover wipes that you would throw away. And now I've um, gone to cotton, um, actually washable cotton um, rounds where I take off makeup and I wash those. So obviously that increases laundry loads, but these are so small that I feel I can put everything in a mesh bag along with my reusable rags and wash them and I'm not doing as much laundry. I also grew up in an environment where you use one thing one time on your body and then it automatically goes into the hamper and it has to be cleaned. It's taken me years to come out of that. If I wear a dress for a couple of hours, I hang it up and reuse it again. And so I'm reducing the amount of laundry that I'm piling up. So just thinking twice about how to save energy, how to reduce how many times you're running that washer and dryer. Um, also in drier climates, this obviously doesn't work in the Pacific Northwest where I'm at, but I remember growing up not having a dryer. And so when it was dry out, we would take our everything that we washed and we would hang it on a clothesline. And that was so amazing. I really love the smell of the wind on my sheets. I just grew up with that smell and it kind of takes me back um, very nostalgic time frame. And our ancestors, they didn't have washing machines. Um, those weren't an invention until the 20th century. And so our ancestors historically washed things by hand and, and hung up. And so I tend to do a lot of hand washing too um, with some of my stuff instead of taking it to a dry cleaners, which uses a lot of energy and uses a lot of harmful chemicals. Um, I tend to do a lot of my own hand washing um, with specific um, different kind of formulas, um, very, very light, eco-friendly products to clean your clothes. So of course, energy seems to dominate everyone's world when it comes to being more sustainable, but energy is only one aspect of it. Uh, yes, can we drive less? Can we bike more? Absolutely. But not of us all of us have that affordability, especially those who live in rural communities. What are you supposed to bike 10 miles to the city? when you need a truck to pick up animal feed, that's just not feasible for those who don't live in cities. And so when people talk about reducing transportation, taking public transportation, that works if you live in a city center. But for folks who live out in the country in rural areas, that's just not a feasible lifestyle for them. And so could they drive less? Yes. But if they start growing their own food, they don't need to leave as much. And so it's just, it makes sense to be able to encourage people to think, um, seeing inside their home and growing their own food food. Another thing that kind of dominates the conversation when we talk about being more sustainable is eating less meat. And this is definitely a very passionate topic for a lot of people because the conversation around eating less meat is because it comes from the justification that the production of meat today, especially in America, is one of the biggest contributors to climate change and pollution, landscapes, waterways. And so by eating less of it, you're reducing the impact the meat industry has on the earth. Well, that's not always entirely true because yes, people could argue that a lot of farmers are using water and I've seen um, this kind of discussion happening in different states and spaces around farmers' use of water and that that's impacting drought. Farmers grow food. Don't we want food that's grown locally? If we would all just um, take on an ethos that we're only going to consume food that comes out of maybe a 30-mile radius of our home, then that would change the dynamic. Then we would be relying on farmers in our community a lot more, going to farmer's markets, supporting them, 
or even restaurants and areas, if they could start taking on that ethos of sourcing local food instead of trying to get it from the other part of the country. And then that would have to change our behavior. Because yes, I know people love tomatoes or they love some of these tropical things. Well, when it's that time of the year, if you can't grow it in your area, I'm of the whole ethos that you shouldn't be eating it. And I will not eat any tomato unless it's tomato season on where I'm living and I'm growing that tomato. I will not buy tomatoes in the store unless I absolutely have to. And this is my own personal ethos because I don't want to have to contribute to the transportation of that food from other areas like Mexico or California to produce that food. And so if we just think about like how can we grow our own food, right now is the perfect time in most zones right now to start your seed starts. If you're in the spring season, if you're in the northern hemisphere, it's springtime for you. So why not think about buying seeds, which are way cheaper than starts that you buy at a nursery, and you can start growing your own food. I promise it doesn't take much effort other than to have little seed starts that you can get at your local nursery. You can create your own and you just plant a seed or two and give it some water, maybe a little bit of sunshine. There's not much here in the Pacific Northwest, but you still need just some some warmth on those plants and the seed germinates. And I have a bunch of great seed starts here. I have from cucumbers to tomatoes to bell peppers. I even have a little bit of corn and even some stuff I don't even eat like okra and eggplant just because I'm all about sustainability. And I'm sure there's someone in my life I can share that with. So just rethinking your diet and rethinking about how can you work with people in your community to buy stuff. I mean, the one thing that I always talk about is I wish um, that I knew somebody who I could buy a cow from. And there are areas where you can go to like a local county fair and you can buy like a side of beef. And these are people who are trying to like sell their cows to the community. And so that could be a way for you to get a more sustainable piece of meat. Or if you have the property to raise it yourself, I tend to not have the the property size to be able to raise that kind of meat, but I definitely have the space to raise poultry, which I have as well as waterfowl. And so as some of my previous podcasts focused on raising chickens and raising rabbits are also really good because they don't take up a lot of space. So just really changing the type of meat you eat, that's a really good one. I think the harder one for me is fish, and that's always a difficult one because there's a whole um, body of uh, people who have certain thoughts on fishing and overfishing the seas and whether it's freshwater fish or ocean fish. I'm not going to get into that other than it's always good. I mean, you can't be a hundred percent sustainable all the time, but it's good to just think about like what you can grow yourself, which actually has an impact on the environment. And so, um, and honestly, I think growing your own food is going to have a lot more impact than buying an electric car because you are supporting a lot more people beyond just you and your family. You're supporting the farmers. You're supporting the community of that. And I just think it's a really, really good idea. Also, another conversation that comes up is how you can be more sustainable is reusable alternatives. As we all know, plastic products, I'm like of the generation where everything was plastic and reusing plastic. And I know that there's the whole plastic bag ban in some places and spaces, but that doesn't always make sense to me because I can go in a store and I have my reusable bags, which I often forget in the car anyway. But then everything I'm buying is packaged in plastic. So to me, I just feel like that's not actually solving the problem. 
And so there's a lot more reusable alternatives out there that I've seen, like even in plastic wrap. Um, I've been buying some of those reusable beeswax cloths that I put over things because I do make a lot of sourdough and I need it to sit covered tightly. If I cover it with like a kitchen towel, it's still oxygen gets in there and can dry out my dough and I need something with the seal. And so I really like using those bee wax cloths because they're reusable. Um, now they're not forever. Like you can only get so many uses out of them, but they're still better than the plastic. And um, Jason was telling me um, the other day that there is a lot of plastic particles in our blood because we've been consuming so much plastic just because our food is packaged in that. So just rethinking that um, if you do buy, like I love Costco, but I go to Costco and when I get my fish and I get my chicken, it's all in plastic. And so I try to do my best when I bring it home. And then of course I love to sous vide cook, which is all in plastic. So there's different things. I can't a hundred percent change that. Um, I use reusable cloths a lot in cleaning and I just do a lot of washing. Um, and again, I'm usually only doing laundry once, a, once a week and that's usually my clothes and I'm doing a batch of like towels or linens or something like that. And so there's definitely a lot of things on the market to just think twice about reusable alternatives and what's out there. And obviously it's not always cost affordable. Like I was making a lot of sourdough bread and I was selling it in plastic bags, which was, I know, like not the most sustainable, but the reusable bags that I bought were drying out my bread. And so, I mean, there are things and I just feel like our market could do a better job making things that work better, that keep out oxygen, because that's obviously why we use sandwich size bags is to keep out oxygen. And I think that they're they're coming out with alternatives. Um, I don't think it's 100% yet, but it's just another thing to think about when you're thinking about easy to apply tips is how can we use more reusable alternatives? Um, and just same thing um, with plastic and paper plates. I get not wanting to do dishes. I get wanting to like save water, but I actually think it's worse to use paper products than it is to actually just wash your dishes. And so um, it's just, it's something to think about. Also, thanks to the 21st century going paperless with bills and other things. Um, that's also really great. I still get a bunch of junk mail. I really wish that I could like opt for um, almost all this junk mail to not come because I just always feel bad. But I do recycle it as long as it doesn't have any identifying information. When mail is sent to me, junk mail, I, I definitely recycle it. Also, I think another aspect of sustainability that people don't often think about is donating unused items or donating clothing to. Um, we go a lot to St. Vinny's and I actually purchase a lot of my clothes at St. Vinny's and so does my daughter. She just absolutely loves it. So that's or the Goodwill. Those are definitely stores that we donate a lot of our stuff that we're not using anymore. And I am a total woman, female. I love clothes. I love shoes. But my adage is that if I haven't used it in one season, I'm likely not going to use it. And unless it has a sentimental value, which oftentimes I'm just not that materialistic, it usually doesn't, I will donate it. That way somebody else can get some use out of it. And then it's kind of like sharing clothes. And as long as it's not torn or anything, I also um, have a lot of fabric and I have a lot of clothes that might tear. And so I have a really nice sewing machine and I'm good with a needle and thread. And so I usually sew stuff up. 
Um, or I reuse things. Um, if I've lost weight or gained weight, I can take in things. I can, I can figure out how to get my clothing to fit. So that's the beauty of having a sewing machine. You can also make your own clothes. So you can actually like go get fabric pretty cheap at like Goodwill and St. Vinny's and do some fun things with it. There's some easy DIYs and tutorials to make your own clothes and make your own blankets. And it's just, it's, it's just another way to look at sustainability. There are so many ways to be more sustainable, but another one too, in addition to trying to source all your ingredients in a local area, it's also good to think about fair trade products, which fair trade certified means that it's been produced by a company committed to sustainable production. So keep an eye out for those in your um, stores or even in your community. I know at my um, when I lived in New Mexico, my church used to do a lot of fundraisers for fair trade products. And so I would always buy like coffee and stuff. And I mean, I, I just try to think a couple of um, times about what I'm buying, where it's coming from. And I am just, if I can make it myself, I'm going to make it myself. I make my own barbecue sauce. I make my own like everything because I just, I want to know where my ingredients come from. And I think it's just my own lens because I have a lot of food issues. And so I just want to know what goes into my food. And those, so this is just something I'm always thinking about is when I'm buying products. Also, another big one is not wasting food. I grew up, my mom made us eat every single morsel on our plate or else we wouldn't be able to leave the table. So I don't know if that's necessarily healthy because, you know, depending on portion size, sums like that. But I think if you have leftovers, like definitely use your leftovers. And one thing I really got to give kudos to my mom for growing up is if we had leftovers and we were tired of eating it in the form it was, like the next day she'd make, she'd use the leftovers and make something different with it. And that was just a different way to eat them. Um, you could take it for lunch. Um, you can even freeze them. Um, you can compost them. So what I love about having chickens is chickens eat everything and I feed them leftovers. I always say like four to five days just because my stomach is very sensitive. I mean, you could technically go, I am food safe certified. I did go to culinary school. You can definitely do like five to seven days post when that leftover was made, but I like to do four to five days just for me personally, but I never feel bad because I have chickens and they eat it and they don't waste anything and they love everything. They'll even eat chicken if I let them eat it and I try not to do that. Sometimes when my chicken's a little old, I actually feed it to the dogs as a treat and the dogs, it doesn't make them sick because it's not rotten and old. It's just past that time. So I always feel like food never goes to waste in my household because it goes to someone and the chickens lay more eggs, which I then have food to eat. And I just feel like it's a nice cycle of life for me. There's also opportunities to compost here in the Pacific Northwest. The soil is so amazing that composting is not as necessary. And even in New Mexico on the farm, the soil is so good now. But I mean, you can compost. There's so many things you can compost, um, but compost needs moisture. Um, so just be mindful when you're composting things that it needs some type of moisture to break down into the soil. And it will take some time. So don't think if you throw out your eggshells or coffee grounds into your garden bed right now that it's going to be um, great soil tomorrow. It definitely takes some time for the soil to decompose and like things and the nutrients to be added, but it's still just another way to look at sustainability. 
And just another thing about sustainability when it comes to composting, I think something that's overlooked, like if people like roast a whole chicken or turkey, like make stock out of that. And then if you have a pressure canner, you can can your stock or you can freeze your stock. Um, I don't have a pressure canner in Oregon. And so when I make stock from things that I've cooked, like um, I actually made some really good duck stock. Um, Some of the ducks I raised that I harvested and butchered, I then made some duck stock out of it and it was so amazing. And I I just put it um, in the freezer and you could actually put it in little ice cube trays, slightly freeze it and then um, put it in containers or bags. Um, Again, trying to get away from plastic bags, but it's really hard to do that one for me personally. But it just another way so you don't waste that carcass and it goes to good use and stock is great for everything. Like, I don't think you realize what you can put it in to make food taste really, really good. Like, for example, I had just um, got some fresh green beans and in a like pan, I took some avocado oil with some garlic, got it really browned and like just fragrant. I placed the green beans in the pan and kind of like tossed them up. And then I put a little bit of that stock in there, covered it and let them simmer in that. And it just added so much flavor to it without having to add salt. And so it was just it's just something to think about when you're you're cooking. And also in regards to cooking about saving energy, obviously you can cook on the stove, you can cook outside and use more sustainable energy sources. But honestly, those um, Instapots and Ninja Foodies, they're really awesome pressure cooker is they reduce your cooking time and energy by 70%. And so just to make like rice or beans or like even like chicken, it's so much faster to cook in there than any other cooking method. Plus it saves you time too. So it just, it allows you time for other more important things. And just another thing on beauty products, because obviously from a female perspective, I sell Mary Kay and I do a lot of stuff, but all our packaging is sustainable and you can recycle them. The other thing um, I'll caution you to think about is to look at all the shampoo and conditioner bottles and, and body washes that you're buying to see if they're you can repurpose those or sustain them. Actually, I just started using Spoiled Child for like hair masking. And every month that they send me a new one, I take out the capsule and then they recycle that for me. Also for like women beauty needs, there's reusable menstrual cups and reusable pads. Um, You can even uh, wash um, period underwear. And so there's just different ways to think about reducing your waste. I mean, I can go on, you can Google this. There are like probably like thousands of ways to be more sustainable. And so just in honor of Earth Day, I wanted to talk about how being green is more than just buying eco. It's about the commitment to being and living a more sustainable lifestyle.